for Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carathy invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff we women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Luke 2.19. We want to thank our sponsors today, Home Instead. Home Instead Senior Care provides trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. Now, Today, I have, I I am so excited about today's show, I could just hardly stand it. I've got the sweetest friend on, Susie Shepard. Welcome so much. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Kathy. I'm so excited to join y'all today. I'm going to take a minute and just let my listening friends know a little bit about you. And I think we're going to call this, if you like this title, we're going to call it I, I I almost it's almost rude for me to title this this way because I have so many friends that could qualify for this. But I think I'm gonna start a new category. I just pray about all these titles. And I think this one's gonna be called Relationship Superheroes. And your episode will be Brokenness and Beyond. Did you ever watch awesome. those? Do you remember that uh robot? I mean, my kids love this guy that was on with the I would think it was Toy Story. And he would say to infinity and beyond. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I'm thinking that's like you. you. Yes. Yes. Huh? Yes. I'm thinking that's you. You remind me of that idea. Like he was so positive and such a hero. And so I think brokenness and beyond, you know, when, anyway, I think that's the title <laughs> for this one. And then when we get to the, uh huh, I know that kind of fits you. I think your, your kids are going to like that. I'm not. I don't know if they'll get to hear this story, but you may. There may be parts of the story you don't want your kids to hear yet. But then there's another second episode we're going to do where you share your wisdom, and I'm going to call that one "Relationship Superheroes." I don't know. I'm, I'm having a hard time choosing. I'm either thinking to blend or not to blend, or where love lives. So I think I'm going to go with the second one. But I'm I'm saying that so all my listening friends will know where to find this stuff. Great. And, Great. And how to. <laughs> Okay, so you are the founder of Sisterhood, the Sisterhood, and you are a divisional director of Stonecroft Ministries, and those are important things that we'll talk about some today. But you also are an author of The Four Principles, and you you share your personal story, but the reason you do is, like, for instance, the national simulcast you just did, Where Love Lives, your purpose is is just to... Be like a shepherd almost or a shepherdess of others who are coming along and looking for help and, and comfort and, and connection and friendship in this process of being in life together. So you have really taken the time to write a book about the beautiful ways God 
pursues a connection with us. And that is such a favorite theme of mine and what that means for all the relationships around us. So we have a lot to talk about today, girlfriend. Do We do. Well, thank you for all the work that you've done to have those beautiful credentials. Um, And I know writing a book is such a major, major step in the process for you. I just can't imagine finally getting some of mine. I write them all the time. I just can't find people to publish them. (laughs) So that's the the writing is the easy part. It's the rewriting and finding a publisher that is just like, oh, killer. So congratulations on all your success. Oh, well, I can't, I take no credit. I have to be honest and say it is all what Jesus has done in the middle of that crazy brokenness you're talking about. Totally his redeeming love and grace that just takes our pile of mess and brokenness and does take it to the beyond. So I can't, I can't accept the kudos, but thank you anyway for the thought. (laughs) Well, I'm impressed and, but you know, maybe it didn't take that much to impress me, but, but Mm, probably it does, I will say. Anyway, um, I'm impressed by you. So here's my question. When you talk about brokenness, tell me a little bit about what led up to that place in your life. I know I know this is not your first marriage, and so talk yes. to me a little bit, bit about your story. Yes. Well, I was grew up in a home that was very faithful. My father was in the ministry and life that was very structured. And I grew up with that, grew up knowing who Jesus was and became a Christian. I made a a decision to the depth that I could understand it as a child. I think a lot of us can probably relate to that, but then really began to pray uh, in my high school years. I was inspired by a book to pray the prayer, uh, God, make me want to want what you want. Because even though I saw it in my... Is there really a book with that title? It wasn't no. a title. It was just a phrase inside the book, and okay. it so resonated with yeah. my flesh battled that. I didn't really want what God wanted. I uh, wanted to do what I wanted, so uh-huh. I knew that it was a question of will, and, and um, God answered that prayer, and he, wow. my freshman year of college, completely just uh, cleansed my heart and wrecked me with an understanding of just the minute, small way that I could relate to it, of his love for us for me individually um, and what that meant. And so I um, had that understanding and that brokenness for just his love, but I was also very bound to doing things the right way and kind of almost a legalistic mindset of trying to check the boxes um, and really made some life choices, checking the boxes of doing the right thing um, and having to learn some hard ways about what that looked like. But, To make us the Reader's Digest version of how I got to where we are now is I married um, a man who was in the ministry. We went to seminary together um, and took a position at a church, served with churches uh, for about 10 years. We were Mm -hmm. married for 13, and um, one, it was actually in July, which we're in July now again, but um, Mm -hmm. it was in July about eight years ago that my world just completely stopped um, in the way that I knew it, we had three boys mm. and, um, the youngest was brand new baby. And my oldest mm. was, had just turned up and, um, just a series of events, um, uncovered my husband's life choices. And he, um, just really 
decided to choose that instead of choose our family. And I have to say, um, I don't tell that story lightly because we all have our own, we all have our own baggage. We all have our own choices. And, um, so, uh, our marriage was broken from that point and we, we, uh, made an attempt at, um, picking it up. But in the end, uh, a couple of months later, he chose to leave and, um, he was let go of his position, obviously, in ministry, and that meant that our livelihood and my marriage and my identity were all in crisis. Um, all of oh, it wow. just completely came to a grinding halt at that moment, and um, it made me come back to to Jesus. And I hadn't, I did not think that I had ever left that, but I just had not been open and sensitive to the specific ways he was speaking to me, and. Um, I needed to meet him in a deeper way. And so he carried me completely through um, that season of transition and finding out who he was, who he was in my life. But uh, the way that leads into relationship is I went to see a counselor and was in therapy, kind of trying to get through all this and figure out how to regroup. And my counselor, after a while of meeting with him, he looked at me and he said, Susie, you really don't need me. You Aww. have come through the worst. Of it. What you really need, though, is girlfriends in your life, friends that are going to walk with you. And uh, that I love that wisdom. Yeah. What wisdom to, for a man to understand and recognize that is pretty rare. It really, it really was, and I didn't even know. I thought I am the only woman that is a grown woman with children and has really no deep, meaningful relationships with other friends. I thought I was the only person. I thought I was odd and, you know, that this was an anomaly and um, was kind I'm, of I'm, I'm going to just throw some, I, I, I want to throw something in here because my friend uh, Sandy Bristow came on the show and she talked about how the enemy tries to isolate us and that is, he loves that. That is, that is just like his favorite battleground. If he can get us alone and feeling like we're the only ones. And we and, and not only did Sandy bring that up, she did it really beautifully. I was just looking to see if I could find the name of that. But you can go to toginet.com or my website, Kathy Craffy, K-R-A-F-V-E.com, and find those two episodes by Sandy Bristow. She really hit on that very well, if any of my listeners if that's resonating with them. Um, and the other thing is we've noticed in the post-abortion ministry that many people will stay isolated, and that's how Satan keeps us there. That That's just his favorite place to get us. So I'm really glad you brought that up and, and just share that real quick. Because I, I, I will say this, having met you where I did at the Christian Communicators, we're, we're the gra- Susie and I are both graduates of the 2018 class for the Christian communicators, and we're just so proud of that credential. But that was, I mean, what an amazing group of women. But you are like a star. You, I love your speeches. I mean, I've just become such a fangirl of yours. And and so I want people to know that whatever might have been true in the past about be, Susie being isolated, it ain't true anymore. <laughs> you, you're, I mean, I'm here to testify. You, your life is different now. I know that just from meeting you uh, recently as I have in the last half a year. But, okay, sorry to interrupt. I want to hear what but, happened next. Well, I do think that sometimes in, um, part of his isolation is he gives us a, a false identity, a false impression of ourselves because um, you probably wouldn't have seen much different 10 years ago. 
you probably would have seen the same things, but it's not about what other people see. It's about what the enemy says to us. Okay, so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause uh, you right there because we've only got like, we're going to break. It came so fast. I can't believe it. So we're going <laughs> to... We're going to pick this up and we got, we've got so much to talk about. We'll never have enough time to hear your whole story and all your wisdom. But I'm going to break. You can get more from me. And when we come back, Susie's going to share about her, her website and how to find her. Don't let me forget to share that, Susie. People are going to want to know how to reach you. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio. So stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Chimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. a dynamic woman? Sandra Beck and Linda Crater host Dynamic Women Talk Radio, bringing lively weekly shows in a roundtable format with influential guests from around the globe. This amazing tribe of diverse and accomplished women share their candid views on topics such as reputation, handling rejection, loyalty, what is sexy, overthinking, blended families, and much more. Discussions are joyful, with freedom to address topics from various perspectives with candor, respect, and no judgment. These are the conversations you wish you could have with all your family and friends. Dynamic women have lived their lives boldly with unexpected and sometimes undesired turns in the road of life. Yet detours and bumps bring opportunity, personal growth, more authenticity, and a fresh outlook. Join our welcoming tribe of dynamic women each Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, also on iTunes and more information at dynamicwomentalkradio.com. Celebrating vibrant, charismatic women everywhere. Join the millions of women each month who listen to Wise Health for Women Radio. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Join us for revitalizing conversations on fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging new, healthier perspectives. You provide a special spark to those around you, and you manage many roles. Entrepreneur, mom, wife, coach, friend, daughter, and more. Here's a great way to inspire and nurture you. On Wise Health for Women Radio, host Linda Crater and her amazing guests share how to move toward your wishes and dreams and find what is possible in your busy life. If not today, then when? Take steps to flourish over 40. Join us on Wise Health for Women Radio, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, on iTunes, and more at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. Helping women thrive. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Welcome back. I'm just so glad you're listening in today to my friend Susie Shepard. She has so much to share, and her story is so dear to my heart because I know what kind of a woman she is. Now, Susie, if people want to reach you, I don't 
we're going to talk a little bit more about how isolated it can feel. And how, I always tell my, my kids, when you're lonely in marriage, that's about as lonely as it gets. But so I'm going to come back to that and keep that thread. But I also don't want to miss a chance to tell people how they can reach you because you're going to share some really powerful stuff. So tell people how they can find you if they want to get a hold of you. Sure. I am Susie Shepard, and you can go to susieshepard.com. I'm also on uh, Instagram and uh, on Facebook as well as Susie Shepard. So either one of those will get you to me. The organization that I lead is called The Sisterhood, and you're able to find that on Facebook or Instagram also and be able to follow us and, and hopefully be encouraged and inspired by some of the events and things that we host. And I want to say Susie is spelled S-U-Z-Y because there's two kinds of Susie. Okay, so S-U-Z-Y. So when you're looking for Susie Shepard, be sure you get that one at .com. Okay, or The Sisterhood on Facebook. So uh, we were talking about, and I know because when Dave and I were struggling, a lot of the things that I, a lot of the wisdom I share now, and he does too, came out of a segment I, here i am such a supposedly such a great communicator but we got to the place where we could not communicate in our marriage and it was it felt so lonely to me and i learned in those moments that having that god's spirit would come to me in the voice of my girlfriends my i had a, a i was so fortunate to be surrounded by some really wise women and I knew I knew when God was speaking to me through them, I could I could almost hear his voice behind theirs, you know. Yes, absolutely. I think there's such power in that relationship. And and God said, you know, it's not good that we're alone and not just in relationship yeah. to our spouse, but relationship to other women. And there's something about being in a relationship with women. And I mean, I'm going to go back to that word sisterhood that that kinship provides that no other relationship can provide and. We are uh, so ingrained by the world that relationships with other women have to be dramatic. They have to be contentious. They have to be Uh full of just all of the things that uh, tear us down, that we have a difficult time trusting it. But godly, loving friendships are possible, and they are such a life source when they're in the hands of our Father. Um, And that's part of the heart that I came through that time with was, how do I help women find this place? How can God use my story to help women connect to each other and find that fidelity, that encouragement, that just buoyancy that happens when you have someone else that says, me too, I have been there. I have felt that. I know exactly what you're talking about. And they find a safe space with another woman. And so that's definitely uh, where the heart came from. And um, it started in such a simple way. It started with just a small dinner at my house for other women that I thought, Maybe they, maybe they would be friends with me. And what do you know? Aww. It was amazing how God did that little little dinner and has um, exploded that ministry. And uh, it's just an obvious need in our society. Kathy, I want to share something that um, I didn't really know that I would share today, but I, it's just so strongly in my heart that yeah, I um, have have a friend of mine who has dealt with depression so heavily um, mm. for so long. And um, she, I've walked with her and I've seen this theme come up in so many women's lives and really the root of so much of our societal depression comes from that feeling of aloneness that you already alluded to, Uh, that that isolation mm -hmm. and that chronic loneliness. And Mm -hmm. and really research is telling us now that 80% of our population is chronically 
suffering from loneliness. Mm-hmm. Here where we're so connected. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that sweet friend has just so inspired me to um, keep telling women there is, some, there is someone who understands. There is someone who's worth your trust. Um, and to seek out friendships and to keep trusting that there are women who will be alongside you and who are willing to help you carry what you're, what you're carrying and you are not alone. You know, what's so funny to me is I often thank my friends. I'll just say like, thank you for being my friend. I don't even like myself. I just appreciate you liking me anyway. And you know how that resonates with people because we all feel that way. But I didn't do it on purpose. I'm not doing it now on purpose. I'm just really grateful. I, I'm shocked that people want to be my friend. And But what's really even more surprising is, and I bet you have this all the time, when when you have a certain kind of air of confidence about you and, and you share that kind of information, people are so surprised. They can't believe I would feel insecure. And yet I could tell them if they, if they even ask, I would just say, I'm nothing but a bundle of insecurities. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, people have a Absolutely. hard time believing it, that we know we have our own insecurities. Well, okay, last I think it was le- last week I just released a wonderful episode with John Drury, and he talks about the insecurities mm-hmm. successful men have. I mean, I love that episode. I was like taking notes, wow. but John Drury mm-hmm. wrote. I mean, who thinks about men feeling insecure? I didn't. I was so glad he wrote no. that book. Well, anyway, so I, I just think it's very important when you're talking about women. Okay, so t- I don't want to miss the rest of your story. So you hit this place where you were really kind of alone, and you had the good sense to go to counseling, and you got yourself, you invited some girlfriends over, and you found out they have the same, inse- we all have the same insecurities of each other. So what happened next? Oh, we sure do. Well, from that, uh, we met a few times, and then God would not, let me let it go. And honestly, in that season, my heart was so burdened for single mamas because that was my own experience and recognized um, what a, what a, just a hole that, that divorce leaves for um, moms. And they're so taken by what they are to their children and now as provider and Mm. Mm. emotional stability. And so, so often they don't have resources as far as parents or people that can help them shoulder this new identity as a single mama. And so that was really my first brokenness. And so after uh, I was for just ministering to other women. And so after we had the dinner and I realized that this was not just my problem, um, that many women were facing it, then I decided to host a single mother's dinner at the church that I attended and um, had really gotten good support from our ministry staff. And we held that and and we had about 40 women that came to that and God just really exploded in my heart, not where, where it stopped by any means. And, and so we, the next year we did it again. We had over 300 women that attended the second year still inside the church. And then he began to move on my heart that this, this is so needed outside the walls of the church that it's, it's beautiful to offer this to our sisters in Christ, but mm-hmm. what if we offer this to the world? What if we take this out um, of the church? And so the next year we um, rented the convention center in our city, and that was a step of faith for us, but God had just not let it go. It was just such a huge um, 
push in my own heart to do it. And I wondered, how do you do the resources? How Who's going to come? You know, I'm nobody. How's this going to happen? And God <laughs> brought over 90% that first Think year. Think of that. Outside. And uh, really reaffirmed in my heart that it wasn't about event. And it wasn't about an event. It wasn't any longer even about single motherhood. It was about every woman has a space of brokenness that Jesus longs to pour into. And that mm. every woman is created with purpose. And that God knit her together to not only be connected to himself, but to connect to others. And so Mm -hmm. that is what launched us into building an organization where we could have ongoing structure that supported that idea in the heart of our father to connect women to himself and to each other. I love what you're doing. Thank you. I love what you're doing. Those four principles you've outlined in your book, and what they do is they give you a, a structure or a way of thinking about how love can connect you to your, your father and also to all the people around you. So when you share your wisdom, we're going to talk a lot more about that. I want people to know. So I don't want people to miss. Now, the speech I heard is called, or at least part of it is called The Blend. And that is not a blend mm-hmm. of coffee, ladies and gentlemen. That is... <laughs> That is your own blend of family. So tell me a little bit about how that all developed. Sure. So the blend is one component of how those four principles have drawn me closer to my spouse. I remarried uh, five years ago and um, how our relationship has really tested those four principles. I I will tell you that um, uh, marriage is hard. And when you put together two families, and you are coming in with brokenness of your own, it's a whole new day in how you relate to that and how God uh, ministers to each of you and then to you as a couple and through your family. And so it was kind of an outgrowth of uh, those four principles at work. When my wow. husband and I got married, we I'm gonna say, joined I'm gonna tell you, our family. You're, you're going to have to get to the, to the last big point because we are running out of time. We have about a minute left. So I would what, say just of all of um, that love is life, but that is the biggest discovery, that love from our Father yes. and the love that we see poured through us to other people uh, is truly where life begins. And we can, we can automate our, our days, but to really live is to discover and find His love for us and our love for others. Well, I just laughed when I got your email this this past week. I've gotten several from you, and one of them, and maybe they're all this way, but one of them, it just jumped off at me. You signed your email, Joyfully, Susie, and I thought, man, that just epitomizes her. I, I was so glad that was your way of signing your email, because your life, really, your whole heart, your spirit is all so joyful. So I'm so thankful you were on the show. Thank you for being with me today. Thank you, Kathy. I appreciate the time. It's a joy to know you. Well, we've got Susie Shepard with us today, listing friends, and she's going to come back and talk more about what it means to blend a family and how that can look in all your relationships, those four principles. SusieShepard.com, that's S-U-Z-Y. And you can find all these episodes at KathyCraffy.com, and I hope you'll go there and find me and leave comments. So thank you for joining us today on Camp Crafty Fireside Talk Radio, where we ponder all the truths women store in their hearts. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. 
Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week.